Welcome to What Do I Do, a podcast where we talk about current events and finish each episode with at least three action steps for listeners who want to get involved. I'm your host, David Kimple. If you don't know me already, I am a writer, creator, podcaster. I use he, him, his pronouns. And you know, I'm not proud of it, but I did make an Instagram for my dog. And whatever, you can sue me if you want. And you can also follow her at Effie on Main, spelled M-A-N-E, if you want. Our last recorded episode with the incredible Andam Gebregorgis was recorded on May 29th, 2020. In that episode, we talked about minimum wage, the importance of it, and Andam gave us a great insight into why it is a huge piece of the puzzle in many of the issues that we talk about today. To be reductive and simplistic to the nth degree, though, May 29th was right in the thick of the most intense days of protest in the names of Black Lives Matter and a massive cultural shift in awareness and acknowledgement of centuries in the making systemic racism. I'm going to speak in the first person right now, though what do I do is absolutely a team effort in a thousand ways to ensure that I am owning what I am about to say, and I want to take a moment of gratitude here. I would never, ever wish the pain and suffering and the death that actually ignited this space that we are in right now on anyone, but I am grateful that it is finally happening on the level that it is. I needed a wake-up call, and I think that almost every single one of y'all out there listening to this needed it too. I have to show up better as a white ally for the black community. I have to show up better as an ally for all marginalized people. And, you know, what do I do as an extension of me is not a perfect forum. Since its inception, I have worked hard to ensure that the space is reflective of a powerful, equitable, and diverse world. But I have not always succeeded in that, and I am just going to say right here and right now that I'm committed to making conscious steps towards being better. And today, I want to start with a reminder. I want to double down, triple down, quadruple down for all of my black friends, family, and loved ones, and just say, I love you. Black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. All black lives matter. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'm Hassan Saeed, founder of House Urban, all-natural skin and body care for everybody. Uh, My gender pronouns are he, him, and a fun fact about myself, I am a gummy candy connoisseur. Um, I never liked gummy candy, uh, basically, except for jujubes. That's not even a gummy candy. You know what? Let's just, interview's over. (laughs) So this is a perfect example of how uh, we're already not on topic for the topic that we're going to talk about today. Um, Our... uh, Topic of the day today is staying on topic, actually. So I'm going to preface this a little bit. We've talked about it uh, many a time in the What Do I Do universe. Uh, and we have a, we even have a little soundtrack for it. And we say, uh, boop, boop, tangent. Beep, beep, tangent. Because one of the things that drives me the most crazy in the whole world is the fact that we 
culturally seem to be completely unable to actually talk about one thing at a time, right? And if you look at the news today in and of itself, you will see why. There is this thing, that thing, this thing, that thing, this thing, that thing, this thing, that thing. It is a smorgasbord, a pile on, a nightmare of different uh, diff different topics that all need their own time and attention. This is the root of what do I do. It's the root of why we are here. And uh, in today's world where there is a lot of really intense, meaningful, necessary argument, there is necessary discussion, there's necessary debate, I feel it is crucial to come back to this idea of being able to address one thing at a time. So I invited Hassan on with us today because from my perspective, and please feel free to like dive in on how you feel about it, uh, when I watch uh, Hassan from the outside in your social media engagement, the way that you sort of like live your life publicly as an educator uh, and as a business person, it is in a way that sort of sometimes takes on a difficult topic head on, puts it out there and says, I'm going to engage in the challenging version of this and solve the problem or offer a solution or call out an issue so that somebody else can learn their shit and fix the issue that they caused. Um, and so we're going to talk today about arguments, about debates, about challenges and remembering to stay focused on the issue at hand instead of pivoting to some other random thing because things get uncomfortable or because we get distracted. Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I mean, before I go any further, I just sort of put a lot on you from my perspective. So I just want to make sure that you have time to speak to what do you feel about your voice and what I just sort of threw at you. Well, thank you for that, and you honor me with that. And I and I'm and I'm glad that sometimes what it just feels like crazy rants to me is actually landing with people. Um, I think the reason why I tend to be really effective in those arenas is because I tend to not speak about things I'm not an expert on. And I think that going to the core issue of people changing the topic when you're debating, a lot of that is a tell sign of them not knowing what they're talking about or having just responded quickly to or have a half an article that they read and i say it all the time with people sometimes i see these conversations coming and i don't engage with them and they'll go well how come you don't want to talk to me about it and i'll say because you haven't done the required reading you don't have the range to have this conversation with me so and and, and again i am not I'm not the best example here because i can be really short and condescending because i don't suffer fools well so if i'm going to make a statement typically it's rooted in a good amount of fact you know, there might be a little hyperbole sprinkled on there for theatrical effect because it's me, but it's it's rooted in in either lived experience or actual knowledge or it, that that is palpable and close to me. So people can come in and ask questions and they can engage me because I've actually lived through it or I've thought through it or I've done a good amount of reading on it or I know someone that has had been completely impacted or immediately impacted by the topic. So that gives me a certain level of ammunition that a lot of other people don't have when they want to come and pick shallow fights. I say it all the time. Sometimes people go looking for smoke, but I'm a whole chimney. I love the way that you're sort of contextualizing, which is like how you approach it and say like, this is how I go about my engagement with these things. Like I don't take on something that I don't 
no. Right? right? Like, you're not out there picking a topic, first approach, first time you're seeing a headline or clickbait in the news, and then staking your voice on it, staking your entire business on it. You're using what you actually know and what you can speak to to enlighten people. However, curt or short. Sometimes I see things that are clickbaity or I don't really know things about, and I might have an opinion or a feeling. So I'll ask the question hey, did I miss something or did A, B, and C? Or maybe I feel like there's some nuance that I'm missing here. This doesn't feel right. Who knows? Right. And I put that out there, and then the information starts trickling in. And I can make a better formed decision. But that comes from a place of, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So if you're actually pretty straightforward about the fact that, hey, this isn't my area of expertise, this doesn't feel right, or I was wondering about this, and you approach it that way, you can actually set it up so you can have engaging, meaningful conversation. Right. It's very difficult to have a constructive discussion without uh, without going off topic, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been having discussions with many of uh, many of the people in our peripheries about Black Lives Matter specifically, um, and somehow in these narratives it will get turned into something that has nothing to do with the actual matter at hand. One example um, that I'm going to allow to come out here is that, you know, we're we're talking about Black Lives Matter. We're talking about police brutality. And somebody tosses into the mix uh, gay marriage. Very, very casually, very randomly, and says, like, well, what wh- what about gay marriage? Like, we support gay marriage. And I'm like, no. Like, this is a pivot this is a distraction technique to quote the incredible winner of drag race season 12 jada essence hall look over there like (laughs) and i engage you today as somebody who i'm like he seems like he's a little more experienced because i've been watching you sort of in the way that you maneuver these these arenas for such a long time sometimes with these topics they are all adjacent and connected in a lot of ways right especially when you're talking about people's rights so Going back to, you know, doing your homework. In in that instance, my response would have been, great, you support gay marriage. How many black gay couples do you know? How are you supporting them? Also, do you know that the push for gay marriage was mostly by cis white men who benefited, who had double incomes? They're not being slaughtered by the police. The marriage isn't going to protect them. In fact, get black gay people and trans people are more at risk for violence. So let's get back on the topic. I'm glad that you support it, but do you really? Or are you just supporting the gay white men? You're supporting me and my husband, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you circle right back to what you were talking about because it's all connected, right? Like that is still a layer of white supremacy and they don't even realize it. So having that real vertical understanding of the interlocking systems of oppression, that's your trump card. I'm uh, I'm constantly learning about the kind of storytelling that I know how to do. This podcast has been a perfect example of that in that it completely broke my brain when I started producing it and realizing that like, oh, this is a totally different beast. Telling a story in this format is important and you have to stay on topic in order to make the point, in order to know what you're taking away from the actual conversation. And in that walk i think it's just it's been such a revelation how easy it is to turn one thing into another 
how easy it is to jump from Black Lives Matter to gay marriage to uh, vote by mail to minimum wage to any of these things that are yes connected of course they're connected the pathways are there but until we talk about the thing that we start with until we talk about the foundation of where our conversation has begun there is no point in going down the freaking road and around the corner because we haven't actually solved the the piece of the puzzle that instigated the conversation yeah think of it like a cul-de-sac right like sure make that turn but bring them right back i love metaphors and that (laughs) worked for me politicians uh the actual people who we watch as theoretically good examples of ones that can hold these conversations and come out with answers quote unquote um, do this on purpose. Yeah, they're professional gaslighters. Yeah. Um, if you... The less accountability in the moment, the better for them. The right. more time it buys them. How many times do we see them pivot and they go, well, I, well I, didn't, I didn't read that article. Well, we know you saw it. Right. You know, we know you know what we're talking about. And let's be like really clear. This is not just Republicans, conservatives. This is not just Democrats, liberals, progressives, whatever. It's the, the whole kit and caboodle. Everybody does this they take in the question they find a great way to sort of like say yes i'm taking in the question and then you know what i really want to talk about here is not the systemic racism or oppression but let's talk about healthcare. and it's like yes of course they're fucking connected and you just distracted me enough because you said something gorgeous about healthcare that i also agree with but we didn't talk about what are you going to do about systemic racism I have invented quietly by myself a game that I want to play okay. in which I use the soundbite from uh, a great white American television show called Friends where Ross Geller says, pivot. That you called it the great white American. <laughs> that's exactly Am I wrong? Look. No. Uh, the great white American te- television show that was based on a black television show. Beep, beep. Tangent. Um, so anyway, but I do think that there's a great, there's, there's that hysterical line or whatever where Ross is like, pivot, pivot. And I really think that if we can just start in like using that in real time conversations and just interrupt a moment and start being like, pivot, call it <laughs> That's out. That's what you were saying earlier when I said pivot. I'm like, I say pivot all the time. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. This is what I'm saying. I want to see these debates stay on topic in our DMs, in our kitchen tables at Thanksgiving, in our politicians on national television and in news media of all types. I want to see these people. I just censored myself. I'm going to say it again. I want to see these motherfuckers stay on topic. (laughs) Yeah. For like one, for like one at least and see what happens. Yeah, it, it's it's endemic of where we are, and also because people have short attention spans now too, like the, the attention spans of gnats. Um, and it's hard when you're in the moment, and I and I understand that, and I appreciate that. Um, but I think that this is a, it's a really good conversation, and for me, it's just you know, drag them right back to the to one, because if you think that you're you're going to deflect, and that's the thing, it happens a lot, you know, and and we think about some of the more problematic things that are happening what they are manifestations of deflection 
All Lives Matter is a manifestation of deflection. Okay, we're saying, hey, stop killing us. And someone will say, well, maybe if you didn't resist, just do what the police says. Now, we know that factually that's not true, right? And it doesn't matter, but that is a manifestation of a deflection. So you have to kind of understand, one, to protect your peace and your and your well-being, you need to make sure that you are actually vested in having these conversations with people because they're going to come up. And if you're not vested in actually getting somewhere with that person or, or really actively listening to what they have to say to understand how their mind works and what their mindset is, you're going to be wasting your time and your breath. And you'll get telltale signs that the person's actually receiving what you're saying if they're actually interested in hearing you or if they just want to, you know, prove that they're right. If you get the inkling they just want to prove that they're right, disengage. So there's just there's so many layers. It's like several layers of a really terrible cake, right? Um, and you have to be hyper aware of who and what you're dealing with. Sometimes I find it's easier to engage on a platform like social because I don't have to necessarily engage people who I don't who I know are making bad faith arguments, right? I can mute and block as needed and continue to have the conversation with the people who are receiving it. Right. Um, it creates some guardrails. But when you're having these situations or these conversations in real life, you have to create your own mental and emotional guardrails. There's certain things you have to listen for and listen to. And sometimes people will open up a moment of vulnerability or they'll give you they'll give you this that kernel where you'll be able to pivot and refine <laughs> your argument and bring them back to where you need them to be so they can actually receive what it is that you're saying to them. Thank you for that. That was a, a much better encapsulation than my uh, emotional rant of the day. Um, and I will take it. I will say thank you. We are running up on time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot and pin this conversation. But um, I do want to close out and finish and just you know from from me to you as somebody. I think this is you know this is your second time on the podcast. House Urban has been a um, a supporter of the podcast as a sponsor. You, uh, we had you on our Small Business Saturday. You were very much a part of the ecosystem and the lifeblood of what we are hoping to do uh, in the practice of making this uh, space. And um, I told you even like I think over a year ago now or something that some of the things that you have spoken about publicly uh, helped inspire my interest in even beginning this in the first place. You, specifically, you. So I just want to say, you know, uh, right here while we have everybody listening, thank you. And thank you for continuing to put yourself out there and your heart out there and your, uh, you know, your anger sometimes and uh, your intelligence. And we are all benefiting from that bravery and power and that... Um, Ferocity. So I just thank you for doing it and continuing to do it when you do have the strength. Thank you. Thank you so much. And and I appreciate all these opportunities to be here and to help you build this platform and to be able to uh, sh- showcase my wares on this platform, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really important right now. I actually am um, putting in also... an order tonight. So don't let me. I have to get <laughs> the three step for myself. So <laughs> she's ready for you. She's waiting. Um, but just thank you for continuing to lead by example and having the conversations. Um, and I'm glad that you're having more of them and that you continue to ask the questions and you're asking the questions on behalf of other people as well. So thank you for being the light and the messenger. Action step. Action step.
All right, it is time to nail down some official action steps for those of you who want to get involved with staying on topic amidst a debate. So our action steps for today are really about the debate, the argument, the uh, challenging conversations that we are all having right now. And action step number one is to make sure that from the beginning of that conversation, you speak to what you know and you listen to what you don't know. So when you're speaking, you should have some authority, you should have some facts, you should have some backup information to support it. And when you don't know, you should be taking it in graciously and openly. Action step number two, own your blind spots. When you don't know something, just say, I actually did not know that, or I don't know that information, and that is okay. Say thank you and take it all in. Action step number three, make sure that you're actually interested in a conversation and in communication and not just trying to prove that you are correct about something. At this time in the world, we need to be open to communicating and learning from each other. We do not need more people to be know-it-alls. There are plenty, I promise. And action step number three, when in doubt, bring it back to the initial question. All of a sudden, you're going to find yourself 20 minutes deep into a debate and just say, how did this all start? And say, ah, we were talking about, insert topic here. All right, now you have a few tools in your tool belt to help you engage with those difficult, tricky debates and conversations as the world keeps turning and turning and turning and turning and turning and turning and turning. Action step. Action step. Um, before we go, let's make sure that everyone knows where to find you. Give us websites, give us handles, give us product-specific things that you want them to look out for. Give us all of it. HouseUrban, H-A-U-S-U-R-B-A-N.com, House, at HouseUrban, pretty much everywhere. We have a new collection dropping in July, um, which is going to be really fun. We have a new body butter um a new hand sanitizer and one other surprise item that is coming soon. Uh, and then we have another release that's coming up this weekend. It'll be available for pre-order. I can't tell you what it is, but the proceeds of this particular product are going to an organization called BEAM, and that stands for Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective. And they are bringing um, training and therapeutic services to Black people wherever they are because we are traumatized at the moment. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the show again, Hassan. And now we are going to round things out here on this episode. If you are a diehard fan of all things What Do I Do, you may have noticed that recently all of our social channels have changed. Uh, they are now all at the same handle of What Do I Do pod everywhere. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, and our super sleek, sexy, gorgeous website are all at What Do I Do pod or What Do I Do pod.com. And if you are looking for a bonus action step on this or any episode, you can always share our show with a friend. We love you and we know you love the show. So help us grow by getting the word out. For more of me in your life, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at dkimps. For more of my dog in your life, you can find her on Instagram at Effie on Maine. That's M-A-N-E. And we thank you so much for joining us for another episode today of What Do I Do? Our theme song is written and performed by Carly Naff and Aaron Lindenberg. Our artwork is designed by Subplot Studios. Subplot Studios.